Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah, just some regular reborn, reformed cats. If it's in the Bible, then they're gonna speak on that. Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas, quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night Immersed in sin, but then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that Shines light, the word in Genesis That assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah. You are listening to Guys with Bibles Studying scripture Discussing doctrine Hi everybody, Lee here to let you know that this is a very special episode of Guys with Bibles because it's a cross post with the Legend for Life podcast. So recently, the host of the Legend for Life, Seth, reached out to Scott, Sean, and myself and invited us on his podcast to talk about Psalm 21 and do a close reading and study in some application from that psalm, and then talk a little bit about the impact of that psalm, specifically on young Christian men. It was a really good conversation, and we're really thankful to Seth for having us on, and uh, we hope to have him on uh, Guys with Bible sometime very soon. So, uh, without any further ado, here is our discussion with Seth on the Legend for Life podcast. Oh, hey. I'm Seth, and this is the Legend for Life podcast. Today, we're talking with the gentleman from the Guys with Bibles podcast. On their podcast, the guys study scripture, discuss doctrine, and glorify God. I've enjoyed listening to their podcast. The episodes on the Lord's Supper and journaling were especially interesting to me. Their website is guyswithbibles.com, had an article about Psalm 21 that made me want to dive deeper into understanding the passage. It's my pleasure to welcome Sean, Lee, and Scott to the Legend for Life podcast. Thanks for coming on, guys. Hey, Seth. Thank you for thank having you. us on. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm sorry that we're on here. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, this no. could be We're going to make it up your, to you, uh, your viewers. Oh, no, I don't know. No, I don't think so. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm really, really happy that, uh, that we're all here and, and we're all talking. And, you know, and, you know, I've had controversial guys on the podcast before. And so it's good for me. It's been good. So, yeah. so. our Twitter's been very controversial lately. Really? So this is just that's oh, all yeah. Lee's fault. That's because yeah. Lee manages it. That's the only reason. Yeah, I I did a bad thing. Oh no. I did Twitter, a bad thing. I yeah. Twitter just you, seems you, like a, a rate uh a cesspool of rage mob. I don't know. It it that's all it is, man. That's all it is. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's a dumpster away. fire just we, floating through a, a sea of sewage. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll pass on that. Um, <laughs> but and so, um, Twitter aside, um, Lee, why don't you tell us a little about about yourself and then uh, the podcast? Sure thing. Well, my name is Lee Jones, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Guys with Bibles. 
like you said, our tagline is studying scripture, discussing doctrine and glorifying God. And that's really the whole point behind uh, our entire show and blog and website and Twitter feed and all these kinds of things. Facebook group is that we, we want, we're just three regular guys and we have Bibles and we're really uh, passionate about uh, being not only gospel centered, but uh, interested in sola scriptura and tota scriptura where we want to study and learn and know the whole Bible, the entire counsel of God, but then also take that and uh, instruct ourselves in sound doctrine as we're encouraged to do in scripture. And then by doing so, by learning and by speaking and uh, spreading the gospel, not only to the lost, but even to the believing uh, to glorify God. Uh, so this, this podcast was really a, a brainchild of Scott's um, that Sean and I are just uh, fortunate enough that he dragged us into it. And uh, love it. Um, so I'll, I'll let them, I'll let them talk about it too, Cool. but I'm right. very glad to be here. Definitely. Um, why don't we, um... Let's see. Who wants to go first? <laughs> go ahead. Kill it, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everything that Lee said is is spot on with the podcast. It's it's all as about, usual. It's <laughs> all, yeah, you know, it's all about the gospel. It's gospel centered, Christ centered. Um, but my name's Sean Tomlin. Um, I was raised Roman Catholic. And the last few years, thanks to Mr. Scott, uh, I discovered Reformed theology, and it's been it's been uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me. So it's been a long, drooling journey. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. He, had to, he had to drag me through the mud and the muck, but I'm, I'm literally. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was cool. really good. Yeah. So. That's- yeah, I'm I'm a single dad with two kids and hmm. living uh out in the sticks in Ohio and do this pod do guys with Bibles and that's that's about it. Well, that's great, and you know it's really cool that you've got guys like Lee and Scott, you know, brothers brothers in Christ, especially when guys that you know care about you enough to to be there for you when you need them. Yep, and tell you when you're occasionally wrong. Mm-hmm. Which is about ninety percent. <laughs> all right, all right. No, I've gotten a lot better. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. definitely got him out of his Joel Steen. Uh, oh, era, so, uh, I was never like that. Uh-huh. Hey, you don't have to lie on the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, Lying's a sin. <laughs> How about you, but, Scott? Um, I'm Scott Woodruff. Um, I'm married. I have two kids. Um, I am in school to be a pastor. Um, Wonderful. So I decided to throw something together one night with these two goons. And <laughs> now this is what it is. And so now we are, we have become guys with Bibles, which I love it. It's, it's definitely uh, progressed further than I ever anticipated, I should say. <laughs> That's um, good. You guys are, you guys have got quite a few amount of episodes. Good for you guys. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly, we did. <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly. Yeah, we've been. Oh, uh, what year and a half podcasting? Probably try two years. It'll be two. Yeah, it's two years. Oh, yeah. really? Wow! Uh-huh. Wow! Sean. Yeah. Wow! Wow! So I don't start in the winter. Yeah. I don't in the winter of 2017. It's like you're <laughs> unconscious in the back of the trunk. 
I really <laughs> well, am. <laughs> it's weird for us because we started this in two stages. So the show originally began as a series of Facebook videos where oh. we were basically doing a live Bible study between the three of us on Facebook. And then we on were on an iPad. On an iPad. Yeah. On, on an iPad in my dining room. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It went from and your dining room to, to the sanctuary, the sanctuary of the church. And mm. then uh, we were fortunate enough, uh, some friends uh, donated some money and we were able to pick up some official recording equipment. And then we started uh, the podcast. So that's when the website came about. Nice. That's when we began uh, the direct podcasting and then the blog came with that too. So awesome. it's, God's been very. Uh, um, gracious to have blessed us with progressively greater gifts as we've mm-hmm. gone along the, the trajectory of guys of Bible. Nice. And empty in our pockets. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, we lose that, money on this venture, but it's it's worth it. Definitely. It's definitely worth it. Definitely. We love it. Well, good. Um, yeah, well, before I wanted to go in, I did want to give a quick shout out. Sean, I, I was listening the other day and I think I heard you play, you do some D&D in. Oh yeah. oh yeah, dude! <laughs> oh don't worry. yeah, don't worry. I've, I've think, done. I've had my fair share of D and D as well. I think we just became best friends. There you go. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Man, Wolfpack. Yes. I used to watch prisoners play D and D in oh prison my gosh. for hours on end. Hey, you you worked there. You didn't live there. We we'll just clear that up. Yes. For I yeah. I mean, I worked there. Yeah. Sometimes I felt like I lived there. You're a corrections officer. I always, I told one of them, I said, "Scoot over, I'm sleeping here in this box." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, that's that's really fun. Oh but, yeah, I love D and D, Seth. That's oh, cool. <laughs> okay, hang on. You guys got to ask him the question. What's that? Uh, what's that movie you guys talk oh about? Or, yes, that. Oh my gosh, um, what movie is that? What is Con that? Air? No, uh, the one. one, the one where the the woman, the girl plays D. Doom, the Christian Doom. girl. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's really. Or is it Doom? Or is it what do you guys always talk about? Doom. Well, we Doom. talk about Doom, the books, not the movie. Doom, oh, no. Doom the book. You mean Stranger yeah. Things? No, no, no. Oh my gosh, there's this there's this movie, um, where a girl is a Christian and then she starts playing D and D and then. She becomes like a Wiccan or something. Like oh that. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember oh, the name of it, but yeah, oh, I, it's, it's escaping me now. Thanks, yeah, I know what you're talking one. about. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, on that super fun note, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, why don't I'll read? Uh, we'll get into Psalm uh, 21 because that's. I, I read uh, Lee's blog post, and I really enjoyed it, and I thought it would be really fun to, to talk Holy to Holy cow, did you read his blog post? That's what... <laughs> See, yeah. I, told, I told you, Scott, if we, if we keep talking about the blog, somebody will read it, and one yeah. person has finally read it. There you go. I am, hey, Seth, I am so sorry. Oh, no, it was, my it was life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I'll just give it a read, and then Lee's going to jump in, and then we'll, we'll get into it. Sound good? Love it. Awesome. Here goes. So it's Psalm 21. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. 
for you meet him with rich blessings. You set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you, and you gave it to him. Length of days, forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him, for you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a fiery oven in the time of your anger. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will devour them. Their offspring you will destroy from the earth, and their descendants from among the sons of men. Though they intended evil against you and devised a plot, they will not succeed. For you will make them turn their back. You will aim with your bowstrings at their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. Boom. Awesome. Boom. Love it. <laughs> Dude, I love it. He says boom, too. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not the only ones. Regular right. boom club. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, you know, um, the heading says a Psalm of David. So I, I feel like it's pretty safe to say that um, that he wrote it or, or was involved in writing it. I, I think it's very safe. Okay. The, the only reason I would say that is because uh, Jesus thought the same. So in Mark, uh, Mark 12, uh, I'm going to try to turn to it here. Um, let's see, Mark, Mark 12, 35. Um, mm -hmm. Jesus actually quotes, he says, uh, it says, Jesus began to say as he taught in the temple, how is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself said in the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies beneath your feet. So he's quoting there from a Psalm oh. that does have a heading Psalm of David. And so Jesus yeah. believed that, that um, David wrote the ones that are ascribed to him. So I'd say it's a pretty good, well, boom. pretty good yeah, thing that we do. Yeah, too. We're, we're, we're pretty safe on that assumption. I'm, I'm always happy to go with Jesus. Yep. Yep. But, yep. Same. <laughs> but isn't that, isn't Jesus actually quoting second Samuel seven? Um, almost, there? Yeah, I'm almost well, 100% positive. If he is, that's a psalm, too. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I think this is where, yeah, he is. Do you have that in front of you? Yep, one second. See, uh, the cross-reference in mind takes it to Psalm 110. Yeah, Does it? That's... that's mm -hmm. That's where I was going to go with it. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's Psalm 110 there, but um, interesting. But anyway, but yeah. Um, so I guess you know my main my main question for you there is. Um, so we've got King David, and then we've got King Jesus, and you know as I was reading through the you know the the blog, it, it talked about how. Um, you know, you, you were looking and you were, you know, you can, we can see Jesus in, in the Psalm. Um, can, can you kind of explain that to us, help us to help us to see Jesus as we read through that? Sure. Um, 
So the way the way with a lot of especially of the Old Testament passages is that they'll have an immediate meaning and then an ultimate meaning kind of culminating in Christ. So this would be one of those passages and there are many throughout the old Testament, but um, you know, David wrote this at a particular time in his life about his own circumstances. And that was the immediate fulfillment you could say. But in another way, we see some pretty strong notes of what, what Jesus would come to do later in time in his incarnation um, in, in the, the blessings that would be bestowed on him for his work. So in a lot of ways, and you can see this really well in, in the beginning of Matthew, where Matthew's quoting a lot of prophecies, Old Testament prophecies about the Christ. It shows kind of that double meaning where we have, there was an immediate meaning at the time of the writing that the prophet had done. But then in Christ, we see it turned and ultimately being a foreshadow of, of him coming. Yeah, so like, so. for instance, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that it's just so cool that our, that our Bible does that. You know, it's like you've got, you know, people who are, you know, hating on Christianity or saying mm-hmm. some other religion is better. And it, and it's, it, I just say, show me where your Bible or not your Bible, show me where your religious text like, does this once much less, you know, the, the Bible is full of, I mean, page after page after page library is full of just mm-hmm. incredible stuff like this, where it says, this is pointing to this is pointing to this. It's just nuts. Yeah. And it's so interconnected, not only within the old Testament, but even with the new Testament coming in, everything is so intertwined and, uh, and really relies on the other, you know, you mm-hmm. can't read the new Testament without the old Testament. And really, to a certain degree, you can't fully understand the Old Testament without the New Testament. So it's all very intertwined. And, you know, you think about the amount of time that all of these books were written in the course of history by different authors, of course, ultimately by the by the work of the Holy Spirit. But still, the fact that this book is so cohesive, containing all of these smaller books written by different people throughout time, it is really remarkable. And you can only attribute that kind of thing to God and his sovereignty. And preserving his word yeah absolutely what were you gonna yeah. say scott so so what i find interesting about this psalm particularly um so this is a psalm of thanksgiving from david um it's it's basically where he is professing that his joy was in god's strength and in his salvation and um not in the strength of success of his armies directly or his kingdomly earnings um he also directs the subjects um to hear and rejoice with him and to give God all of the glory of the victories he had obtained and all with an eye to Christ, uh, whose triumphs over the powers of darkness. Um, David's victories were, um, just a shadow of, um, they congratulate the King on his joys and the conquer with him. Um, the King rejoices. He uses the rejoice in thy strength. Um, and so do we, what we please the King and we try to please the King with him. Um, the happy, the happy thing about this, the people, the character of whose King it is, um, it makes God strengthen his confidence and God's salvation, his joy, um, that is pleased with all advancements of God's kingdom and trust that we are to endure with Christ. Um, 
in Jesus in his great undertaking, he relied upon help from heaven and pleased um, himself with the prospects of the great salvation, which um, he was thereby to work out. And they gave God all the praise of the things, which is a matter of their Kings rejoicing. Um, God heard, heard, heard their prayers. And I think this is basically walking through Jesus's journey um, to the cross. Interesting. So um, kind of in, in Psalm 21 or, or just kind of in general? Yeah, I think uh, in the full sense of Psalm 21, um, it's just all about giving God the glory as he is yeah. um, just throughout his journeys. And, uh, Especially in his betrayal, as we yeah. see at the end. That's a really strong note in Psalm 21 about the uh, the oppression and betrayal from others that the king in Psalm 21 uh, suffers. Right. And that's a, a really uh, clear way of pointing to Christ. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I mean, when I, when I'm reading it, I, I just, I, I mean, maybe it's just because I think crowns are cool, but I, you know, they are, I see, I, I see the crown thing and I'm like, Oh man, wouldn't it be cool to see, you know, Jesus wear a real crown instead of the crown of thorns or, you know, like, oh, sure. Man, that'll be great. Yeah. And we get to look forward to that time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we won't have to see the wrath aspect. He won't be, he won't be uh, using the, the sword out of his mouth against us. Instead, we're going to be uh, rejoicing with him when he's uh, crowned, you know, at yeah. the, at that time when, when the, when, when the fullness of time has, has really come for the return we'll, we'll we'll get to rejoice at that point we won't be um we won't be suffering under our sin any longer that post mill um. <laughs> <laughs> here we here we go yeah what, I, oh, what were you gonna say oh what what i just i wanted to add was i'm using the csb which says victory instead of salvation but it's the same thing but um the salvation that that's being spoken of here is not it's it's of God. It's not of any human person, no human king. It's it's from God, the salvation. And it reminded me of Exodus fourteen verses thirteen and fourteen. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, when Moses says to the Israelites, I'll read it right here. Uh, But Moses said to the people, don't be afraid, stand firm and see that the Lord's salvation that he will accomplish for you today, for the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The the Lord will fight for you and you must be quiet. So it just, it, it brings that whole aspect of God coming down and doing absolutely everything for salvation for our sake without without us doing anything and um it just it it magnifies the grace of god indeed so globe ray and i mean kind of i mean similar to what or just like going on top of of what you're saying you know um i i don't know if you guys ever listened to the naked bible podcast but it's really good Um, Ooh, i'm gonna check that out um 
but one of one of the episodes where they're talking about the um, Exodus, the the Israelites start going out, and then they God does God makes a tactical error where, but it's on purpose. They they go the certain way, and then they go back another way, and then Pharaoh says, "Aha, I've got you." Yeah, and and God is intentionally. And it just when, you know, when you, when we're talking about salvation and it's like, not only did God, you know, save them, you know, get, get them out of there. He just, he, he, it feels like God goes this extra mile to say, no, no, no. Like I've got you. And it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. You know, in that, in that story, you can really think the destruction of the wicked was the salvation of God's people. Because yeah. not only did God miraculously bring uh, the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, but by bringing them out, he also destroyed their enemies. Yeah. yeah. So it, know, was, it was a spiritual salvation and a physical salvation for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, it is interesting because our, our passage, it, you know, it says salvation twice. Um, and and we're usually in a passage when it'll say the same thing twice. I'm thinking, okay, like, what am I looking at here? I, you know, <laughs> it's probably there twice for a reason. Do you think that it's hearkening back um, explicitly to this moment, or um, or do you think it's um, what do you, what do you think is kind of the purpose for that? I feel like I talk first all the time, so I'm going to sit back. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, what I said before is yeah, what you said before. Yeah, the salvation—it's—it's it's of God. It's through God that we are saved. It's not mm-hmm. through anything that we do, and it's just a reminder that uh, we we are given victory over sin, death, and the devil through, ultimately, through the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, that's great. I think I think David here is putting first things first, and especially when we put this in the context of Psalm 20 that came before it, because they're kind of a, a pair of psalms. So Psalm mm. 20 is a prayer asking for victory over enemies, and then this is now praise for deliverance. So David has experienced that immediate salvation of God having delivered him from his enemies. Uh, which are his fellow men, basically. And so kind of hot off um, that, that uh, victory, he is going to praise God for his salvation. That's um, the most important thing. You know, he's not praising God for, um, you know, protecting his wealth. He's not praising God for anything else. It's you have saved me. You have delivered salvation to me and preserve my life. And I will praise you for that. And I think, um, David putting that first, of course, is, is true to his experience at that time. But also I think it means something to us who know the fullness of, of God's salvation in Christ that without that that salvation, we have nothing. Right. I'm glad you actually said that, that when it relates to us, because we have, there is some application we can put ourselves in here. Um, 
we can thank God and rejoice like David is rejoicing for our salvation, for um, God delivering us from our enemies and our uh, afflictions and transgressions. Um, just like where it says, um, you have given him his heart's desire and you have not withheld the request of his lips. Our request was salvation. I mean, we we confessed our sins and we pleaded with God. And it says, and you have meet him with blessings and good things. You've set the crown of fine gold on his head. He asked life of you. You gave it, gave it to him. The length of days forever and ever. His glory is the great through your salvation. I mean, it's just, it speaks of our salvation. I mean, completely all right through here. Um, we, God gave us life. He is bringing us into his glory. He's blessed us with these blessings. Um, the length of days will be forever and ever um, that we spend eternity with him. Um, and then it starts um, the right down uh, the king trusts in the Lord through the 11 kindness most high, which most high is capitalized. So it's, it's already referring to God. And yeah, but I think, I think we can relate this strictly right to our salvation in Christ. That's, I mean, well, and, and you know, you can see that, especially with that length of days forever and ever, you know, that's, that's not only a promise of eternal life, to Christ who is eternal and, and would be a, a good reference to his resurrection, but also his but then, eternal yeah, reign. Uh, yeah. Right. And then because of that, his gift to us of eternal life in salvation. Boom. It's seamless. It's, it's, it's a <laughs> lot. It's re, it's, it's just a lot of really cool stuff. Um, all packed in, in one pretty short chapter actually. Yeah. Yeah. Only thirteen verses. It's it's crazy. That's the that's the power of sacred poetry, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, actually, you know, and it, so and in the the salvation is we love it and we love it, um, and just kind of getting down to into the nitty gritty of the the other part of of it, it it strikes me because as interesting because uh, verse eight and onward it gets kind of violent and well, i mean it kind of speaks of like um hell <laughs> you know what i mean i mean it's yeah. kind of yeah kind of where it's kind of where it's leading you know like uh, mm -hmm. the just punishment for the wicked find out all your enemies he's gonna find out every every enemy will be placed under his foot under yeah. his feet um your right hand will find out those who hate you um i'm pretty sure in matthew he talks about the sheep and the goats um those who are on my left and those who are on my right. Um, I can't remember who's on the right, but anyways. Well, probably. Uh, I, I think but, the goats are on the left. Yeah, because. You uh, know what? It, you might be right. <laughs> probably because. Um, so this right the right usually, the right usually right has a blessed usually. connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you will make them a fiery oven in time of your anger. You will swallow them up with it in his wrath and fire will devour them. I mean, this is just talking about judgment. This is purification and judgment all in one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
me being a lefty, it just kind of makes me feel a little bit left. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I'll make it. I'll make it. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like this kind of language uh, makes us modern readers uncomfortable. Uh, when, you know, when the Bible goes outside of our, you know, modern readers, we like to say, you know, God is love. You wouldn't hurt a fly. And so what do you guys think, think about that and, and the context behind it and kind of help us understand what it meant for the original audience like what what do you think is going on there they have no idea what's going on okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we can tell that through the entire old testament they had no idea they, they did not get as, it they uh-huh. were just as lost as i think we are but um I, honestly i think that they understood it as okay god is delivering us just as he delivered us from Egypt, from Pharaoh. Um, he delivered us from Babylon. He delivered us from, um, I'm drawing blanks here, but, um, but they were constantly being delivered out of their idolatries, their sin, their, mm-hmm. um, captivity. So, right. Th- this is something that they would be, um, prone to, understanding i would say and then uh but they're also very forgetful Uh, and i think that's why they have these psalms so they're they don't forget um that they would remember what god has done for them what god has brought them from what god has blessed them with what god has given them uh they wanted life they got life they wanted um to serve their gods, I mean, serve their God, not gods, but uh, their God, he allowed them. He, he, he dealt, dwelled with them in the temple, in the tabernacle. Um, th- this was, a, I would say, more of a Old Testament look of how they understood things. They'd never looked forward. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always living. They were always in the looking now. behind them. Yeah, and in the past, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. I think you know we we are obsessed uh, as a culture with the whole God is love thing, and but I think we have a narrow definition of love because when we study all of Scripture, God certainly is love, and He does have love for His covenant people. But he also has a love for his own justice against sin. And so when we see God punish sinners in various ways, some ways that we may, in our own, our own fleshly opinions, consider harsh, God is showing his love for righteousness. And in order to do that, he must punish wickedness. So the fact that anybody would receive grace when we have been wicked instead of being obliterated shows such immense love we have no measure for it we don't we don't have anything to compare it to because in the world we live in the first thing you do wrong somebody's ready to cut you down yeah that's really interesting just to think about uh, no 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 you're not thinking of love correctly you're we're just lucky god doesn't hasn't stricken us down yet It's a twisted um, way of love. looking at it according um, to the world. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That is, I really like that. Um, yeah, I, you go ahead. I think 
people say God is love, which yes, that's absolutely true. But I think they forget all of his other attributes and uh, they, they don't realize that, you know, he is wrathful. He is angry. All these things he is just, and he is not one of them at one time. And he's not love at one point And then just at another point, he's all of them simultaneously at the same time. And to, and without contradiction and without contradiction. And if he would, if he would let sin go unpunished, that would be unjust. And he cannot go against his own attributes. He cannot not be God. So it, people tend to forget that. And uh, it's, it's hard to explain to people, but yeah, I, I think. Well, and, and we also have to remember, sorry, um, oh, we have to remember too, that, that the only reason that we have grace shown to us is because Christ already took our punishment. So right. our sin was punished, but it wasn't the, the, the sentence for our sin wasn't dealt out to us. It was dealt out to Christ on our behalf. Absolutely. So we could inherit his righteousness and live um, in obedience to God all our days and spend eternity with him. So it didn't Other, have anything to do with what we did. He took our punishment yeah. so that we could have that grace. And, if, and if, if it wasn't for Christ, we would have the same destination as anybody else. Amen. So, <laughs> Definitely. Which makes God's grace all that much more powerful. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, I, I appreciate you guys um, going through kind of kind of that with me. Um, yeah, we're getting all worked up over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sweating and stuff. Yeah, I am too, actually. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so, you know, as, as we read our Bible and, you know, you guys are all guys with Bibles, uh, podcasts, you know, as we read our Bibles, you know, not, not all of it has like a practical application. So for instance, when we read how many people went here, you know, were here and how many people were there, it doesn't have a practical like, oh yeah, I'm going to apply that to my life. Right. Not, you, know, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's helpful, but in a different way. So, that's not teaching you how to live righteously, for instance. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, is there something here in Psalm 21 um, that you think could be um, something practical that a man could say? Because, you know, uh, Legend for Life podcast, we want to help guys and we want to help them grow in their faith. So is there anything that you would think uh, maybe a guy could latch onto and say, ah, that's something that I could do? I definitely do, but again, I don't want to be the first one to go. So somebody else could go before me. Well, my my answer to this question is is pretty simple. I'm a simple man, so um, is oh. uh, there's nothing simple about D and D? No, not at all. <laughs> Very sophisticated. It takes a sophisticated man to play that game. Indeed. I tried to explain it to these two and. <laughs> Yeah, they just it's yeah, they lost me. Oh man! <laughs> but I think men, men are the leaders of their homes. Are they? They should be. But not in today's world. 
that's true, but men should be biblically uh, the leaders of their homes, the spiritual leaders of their homes. And in order to really be able to do that, they need to rely fully on Christ and place all their hope in him. It, in order to do it correctly, they, they need to do that. Otherwise it's, that's why Mind we're in the mother. shape we're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my, my take is, I don't know if this, ha- I can pull anything out of Psalms 21 that makes men want to be men. Um, men, men today are very passive. Yeah. Um, Look at Adam. Yeah. We have allowed the, the role of the man in the house to be switched um, far too often. Um, and now we are starting to see the effects of it as we are, are the man's voice in the relationship has been taken away. The man's, um, dignity has been taken away. Um, and it's not nothing against women at all. You know, I mean, women are great. They have their own role, but men also have a role. Men need to be men. They need to lead their family biblically they need to show how to walk like christ be imitators of christ they need to be in the word they need to be proclaiming the word they need to be studying the word i mean it's it's going to be a it's it's a daunting task for a man and a man cannot be his greatest weapon is in prayer um to jump off topic, but a man who does not pray is a man who does not know Christ. Um, so this is, this is, this is a, this is a big deal. Now that's a hot take. You're welcome. Gotta love it. I spell, I spell take T A E K. Hot take. (laughs) (laughs) That just makes them extra spicy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, I think that's interesting what you say, Scott. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I I have a little different perspective because I'm I'm the guy in God's I'm Bible interrupting that him. has never um, has never. <laughs> we're interrupting. Interrupting. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yep. Interrupting. <laughs> I, I'm the guy that I'm I'm unmarried. I've never been married, and I don't have kids, so I don't have a home to lead. It's just me and my adorable cat. But He's got I think four even, cats. even for the sink, wow. no one cat, just one cat. <laughs> but but anyway, um, hey hey, tell even them about the time you went to jail for stealing your neighbor neighbor's cats. That is not true. That is not <laughs> true. This is this is falsehood and slander against a brother. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, so I don't have a household to lead. It's it's just me. But I think even the single man, like you said, Scott, about prayer, I have a duty uh, as a disciple and as a man to, to be sure that I'm, I'm praying and I'm studying the word. And I think to go back to our original point about the repetition of the word salvation here, to remember that I am not doing this on my own. I'm not going through and, and working in my career or serving in my home church or um, any of these things in my own power. Because I think either a man is going to be passive or a man is going to be a, um, 
a rabid do it and get it done uh willpower break through all the barriers kind of guy it's it seems like an yeah. either or thing and that's just as dangerous as being passive because you tend then to magnify your own abilities and strengths and get sold on yourself and i think a great thing for a man to be is to be humble and the best way to be humble is to realize that all the good things i have are not because i worked hard for them but because god is gracious enough to give me uh, all these gifts and to remember that ultimately my gifts are to be used to glorify god in my career in my friendships and relationships and personal life in my service to the church and in my in worship all things are to go back to god amen yeah yeah that's that's cool and i feel like that um answers my uh most of my questions as we were reading as we were talking just one quick one came to my mind is that you know if you guys were uh, just a, a gentleman came up to you guys and was like you know um just a an unchristian man and and he said oh you guys do the guys with bible bibles podcast um um what what's a what's a go to what's a go to passage that a guy um that that you would show that guy and say look here this this is kind of the whole this is it this is it boiled down ephesians 2 1 through 10 would be mine for sure i think within okay. 10 within 10 verses you get i think one of the most comprehensive gospel presentations about the sinfulness of man and the goodness of God and the work that God's done to reconcile sinful mm -hmm. humanity to himself through the blood of Christ. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, if, if I were to go and just straight proclaim the gospel to him, I, I'd definitely read Romans one through four, but um, I, I don't know. I'd probably start with Mark nine twenty four. I would tell him, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Um, mm -hmm. Because, I mean, a man coming seeking Christ um, or he's an unbeliever and he has questions about Christ. I mean, clearly he has inklings that, A, there, there must be a God. Um, and B, I don't know if I even really believe there is a God. So he has, he has incredible amounts of doubt. Um, which is normal to every man um, and women as well. But um, I think, I think it's very important that we would engage in more of a relationship standpoint to um, woo the hearer in order to be able to present the gospel without, um, distancing ourselves from them um to where it becomes more of an apologetic debate um you know like yeah you, right, you'd run wrong, the risk you know of, I mean? of causing undue offense like the, the yeah. gospel itself is already offensive but we don't need to make it more offensive in the way that we make a presentation and i don't i don't mean water it down at all you know yeah. i don't that that's not what i'm saying i would definitely hit him with ephesians 2 1 through 10 but um at first i would definitely try to walk him through so so what is it what is what are you looking for what are you what are what is you what are you surely truly and honestly longing to understand about god um 
Is it this misconception of who America thinks God is? Huh. Is it um, a misconception of who you think God is, and um, who you've been told God is? Do you think he's just a man in the sky sitting on a throne with a white beard and golden cane and scepter? Um, I mean, a lot of people would, would say, well, yeah, I thought that's who he is. And I mean, they obviously don't understand who the biblical God is, who the God of the Bible is. Um, and that that's really where I would start. I would start cool. with how do how can we express who God is? so that the hearer would be able to understand what he is about to be witness to. Um, I think that that'd be great. what I, I love Boom. It. Boom. As uh, one guy says, boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, cool guys. Um, you know, those are, those are all my questions. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think we're good. I, I, um, I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast and I had a lot of fun listening to the, your episodes and, and and reading your blogs and, and just, you know, chit-chatting with you guys. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for having us on. It was very gracious of you to reach out and and invite us and it was uh, it was a great conversation i hope we can Indeed. do it again another time maybe uh, maybe on guys with bible stories yeah definitely great. definitely just check out my three blogs that are on there <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great I yeah, don't scott do, scott does enough writing for his studies that he's not really that into the blog scene but Sean oh, and man. i really have no other writing outlets and we love mm-hmm. to write so the blog was a natural thing for us. So we're glad you're glad you're <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. They're, they do a really good job, which I'm, I'm highly impressed. I'm, um, I'm probably the best. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> think, Seth, honestly, I think you've read more than I have read. But, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm just kidding. I yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah. Well, cool, guys. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys taking taking the time and, and I just hope that um, you guys have a great rest of your evening and, and I'll be uh, praying for you too. Hey, thanks. Right. Thanks, thanks, Seth. It feels good to meet also. you. All right. Have Bye. a good one. You too. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.